welcome to the Intentional Grounding Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host. My name is Noah Downs. I'm here with my other co-host. His name is Luke Bisson. How are you doing, Luke? Oh, I am fantastic tonight. Yeah, well, that's good. You know, I'm fantastic. I'm behind the scenes at the Richmond Shakespeare <laughs> Festival currently. Um, what? In the second half of Love's Labor's Lost. And uh, I said, hey, Luke, we have a podcast it's in three weeks. <laughs> well, good for you. I'm in my basement. Oh, well, you know what? Everybody's got their fetishes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, this is not a PG cast anymore, is it? So, nope. anyways, <laughs> so we've got some news and notes to catch you up on, and then we're going to go through one of the drafts that we did uh, that we know a lot of the listeners are interested in. That's our TBD Dynasty League draft. Um, but first, let's go over some recent news. Uh, I'll kick us off, and then I'll kind of let you take the lead, Luke. Um, okay. Let's talk about Jeremy Macklin. Well, uh, first of all, he was released from Kansas City. Um, what? It w- yeah, yeah it, it, was, it was a very odd move. Um, they still have to pay him a lot of money, but they do save $10 million by releasing him. And so basically he was a cap casualty. Uh, but he yeah. was injured. You know, he was injured last year. He only had 109.5 uh, points in PPR last year. So, wow. Uh, so he went to Buffalo and he went to Baltimore and has left both places without a deal. I think he's going to go back to Buffalo, though, because, you know, Shane mm-hmm. McCoy has been pushing for him to get there. And, you know, he's got an offer probably on the table for him. I would hope so. You know, between him and Tyrod, it sounded like both of them, at least in the public eye, were very um, – uh, they, would, they would be very pleased if he signed there. So that wouldn't well, surprise me at all. What would be interesting is if that happens is what happens to Sammy Watkins' stock. Well, yeah, hopefully it becomes a buy-low opportunity uh, because exactly. I think Sammy is still your one. You're going to see him be, you know, the Z, and you're going to have uh, – uh, um, basically you're going to have Macklin play the X like he did in Kansas City. Exactly. So um, there's another wide receiver that is about to hit the market. Why don't we talk about Eric Decker? Oh, man, Eric Decker, he is not released yet, but it sounds the tea leaves and the writing is on the wall and all of those – you know, sayings and everything. He is, he's on the outs, and unless he is traded to, it seems like Baltimore's trying to make a deal to get him. But, I mean, in all honesty, what is Baltimore going to have to give up here? You know, I mean, send Crockett Gilmore, send, you know, poor Dennis Pitta, whatever. You know, I guess they can't do that. Oh. They release him. <laughs> but, yeah, they you know. have released him. <laughs> what are you going to do? So, um, um, if anything, maybe they want to save money on the New York end, but I don't see it happening. What are the odds that Eric Decker gets signed by Kansas City on a one-year deal? Um, it might happen. You know, I mean, basically they played the same role. Uh, you know, uh, Brandon Marshall was the uh, main guy there with Decker able to get off on the side a little bit. Um, I mean, so it could happen. You know, uh, Decker's used to playing with horrible quarterbacks in New York, so Alex Smith might actually be an upgrade. Yeah, exactly. That, so, frankly, Eric Decker going – could be a buy-low opportunity for some competing teams. Absolutely. I think Eric Decker I, – honestly, I do believe that he's going to end up in Baltimore, and I do like him more than Macklin uh, in a win-now situation for a team, both in real NFL and in fantasy. Well, this whole situation kind of left it up in the air with Chris Conley. Um, yeah. Do you think he's going to be a wide receiver one this year, like he's currently going in trade trade uh, well, it really depends. I mean, Tyree Kill obviously is is the the cute name and everything. It's the shiny new thing. Uh, I like Conley personally to take over and have the most points, but you also have Albert Wilson out there. So I mean, so you have three guys uh, at wide receiver uh, that could do something, 
But at the end of the day, I think your number one receiver out there is actually going to be the tight end, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I agree. And then, you know, I sold Chav- I sold Chris Conley for a fourth in one of the rookie drafts that we're going to preview today, but mm-hmm. I kind of wish I hadn't at this point because it could have gotten more, but I could not have foreseen Macklin getting released. Yeah, no one knew that Macklin was going to get released. I mean, come on, even even with releasing, I believe the number is still $12 million they have to pay him. <laughs> so, that's insane. I mean, he's probably, yeah. probably content to sit at home this season. Um, I, 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 yeah, well, if he wasn't, I believe he's 29. You know, if he wasn't that old, oh, I'm yeah. sure he wouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, he'd be like, hey, I'm getting paid to do nothing. So, uh huh. Um, so, well, so what other news we got? Well, looking at this right here, obviously I already mentioned that Pitta um, uh, broke his hip again, well, dislocated his hip for the third time in four seasons. After being the third best tight end of the game last year in PPR scoring, uh, he decided that uh, he was going to injure himself again in a non-contact play. And then, after he was injured, injury settlement released by uh, – uh, Baltimore. So he is officially gone. And he is expected to retire. I wouldn't be surprised in all honesty if he signs that one day deal with Baltimore to retire a Raven, but for the time being he is an FA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, um and then there's also speaking of injuries, we've got Mike Williams. Yep, Mike Williams out there. He uh uh has a slight herniated disc in his back. Uh everyone's reminded in two thousand fifteen how he smacked his head on the goal on the uh uh goalpost down in Clemson and broke his neck. And uh, oh, whoa! So, I you know, forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the, um, the goalpost one, Mike Williams zero. But yeah, so you know, it, it heralded back to those callings and everything. So there was a lot of uproar at first. As a matter of fact, I saw Tyrell Williams shares shoot up for like you know half a day. Uh, but the news came out that it's just a slight herniated disc, and it's not going to impede him from anything that he's doing as of right now. So uh, the flames have been tamed a little bit, but it's definitely something to keep your eye on. Good. Yeah, I um, I got my only share of Mike Williams I got at the 201 in mm-hmm. the league, in another one of our leagues. So I'm, I'm happy to sit on that. Yeah, I would sit on it just fine there. Um, I actually have gone through now 20 – uh, rookie drafts, and I have avoided him all along the way. Yeah. Well, uh, at 201, you would have taken him. Yeah, well, actually, if he was there at 201, I would have taken him. Actually, you took him with my pick, I believe. I did. I did, in fact. <laughs> with your pick. It, was, it, was, it was a good deal, though. Let's see what else I got on here. Uh, they keep touting that Cream uh, uh, Hunt is uh, showing well out in Kansas City. Yeah, um, he's looking like a third down back. Or like yeah, a three he's down like, back. This, well, he's looking at a three down back. I wouldn't be surprised if he's only a third down back this year uh, and a goal line back. So I think that yeah. because last year West, only, not West, but Ware was only able to get into the end zone three times at goal line. So exactly. I think you're going yeah. to see that happen. Uh, other things, uh, Brandon Cooks is getting talked up. Julius Thomas is supposedly going to see, you know, a, a plethora of targets down in Miami. That I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, Paxton Lynch still can't <laughs> throw himself out of a paper bag, and Paxton John Lynch still cannot football. <laughs> <laughs> and then John Brown um, uh, is uh, injured his hamstring, so the the poor guy down there in Arizona, his his issues continue. But uh, yeah, 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 I mean uh, Chad Kelly, 2018, woohoo! <laughs> yeah, no, that's not happening. Oh, and apparently Brock Osweiler's looking pretty good. Oh, yeah, well, okay. What happens is this. 
when a team owes you $16 million and they're trying to trade you, so or at least trade away half of that, so they only have to owe you eight, and the other team picks up eight, you're going to sell him a little bit this time of year. So I, my guess is basically they're saying he well, was really that, good. that everything coming out of OTAs is not 100% believable and he's <laughs> oh. making landmark decisions now? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, what was it? I think it was like day two or day three of OTAs. Corey Coleman comes down on a ball. They're like, we're going to shut him down just so he's safe because he fell on a ball. No, they're shutting him down because he has either a bruised lung or he broke a rib and they need him healed by the time training camp opens. That's what really happened. Yeah. Not to mention he has his own slight pull of the hamstring. So, um, actually, what's funny is Macklin was one of – Cleveland was one of Macklin's supposed early on targets, and I was just like, no, 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 we already, we already have what we need from older wide receivers. Go, <laughs> <laughs> older wide receivers with some issues. Um, yeah, but uh, is known for that. But yeah, so that sounds like a lot has happened. Yeah, you know, well, it's, it's been, you know, it was funny as I would say, well, it's because it's uh, uh, three weeks and everything. But in all honesty, I mean, that's been what. What's today? Thursday. That's uh, why that's been since Monday. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's been since four days. Monday. So there is no off season for the NFL and thus fantasy football. Exactly. So yeah, so that's what's going on around the NFL. And well, what we're going to do, um, I think, Luke, this is a great time for a live read from Savage, the Ultimate Apparel Company. Um, we're going to let your dulcet tones, and then on the other side, we're going to throw it and start talking about a rookie draft that we did together. Fantastic. Talk to you soon. All right. Hey, guys. This is Luke Bisson from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you're more than likely listening to right now. And uh, I just want to take a minute real quick to uh, talk about our uh, title apparel sponsor, Savage, the ultimate apparel company. Uh, This company, they've been killing the jersey game for sports teams around the country, and their brand and merchandise has some serious flavor. Uh, With both national and local level partnerships among a variety of sports, including uh, football, soccer, ultimate frisbee, disc golf, I love disc golf, uh, dodgeball, Quidditch, and and, and some more, uh, they're ready to get you into the gear you need. Savage produces brand and customizable apparel for the active lifestyle, and you need to check them out because they're offering right now an exclusive coupon code just for our listeners so that you can get 15% off. Use the coupon code WookieTD at www.savageultimate.com to get some awesome new gear. And if you don't see something that you like, they've got a fully customizable option section to get you exactly what you need. So stay tuned because from intentional grounding the podcast you know that you're listening to uh there's going to be some exclusive like merchandise coming soon so don't forget wookie td saves you 15% off at www.savageultimate.com go check it out today and welcome back everybody i hope you really are encouraged to buy from savage the ultimate apparel uh, year. Remember to use that coupon code WookieTD. It's still good. They just released a new line of shorts that are <laughs> awesome just in time for summer. So check that stuff out. I just bought some. Uh, all my buddies are buying some. It's cool and it's fun and awesome. So can I say it's awesome some more? That, that was pretty awesome. I like it. 
Good. I like him with everything. He's awesome. So <laughs> let's talk about this TBD Dynasty Draft League. Now, for those of you listeners who are not part of this league, which is the majority of you because it's only 12 people, um, mm-hmm. the TBD Dynasty League is the to-be-determined Dynasty League. We couldn't figure out a name, and we just decided we were going to keep it there. Um, and so this is its second rookie draft. Um, the, we had our startup last season, and we selected rookie drafts as part of rookie picks as part of the startup. Then we had a rookie draft. Um, and this mm. is the league where essentially during the um, startup draft, I traded away most of my early round picks in the startup for 2017 firsts. So I had a lot of capital coming into this. Yeah, you did. Uh, it was actually really good. Uh, before we get into it, that's tell them about the uh, one trade that we had collectively. Okay, so yeah, I I ended up a, as a result of all the trades I had, I ended up with I believe it was the 101, 104, 107, and then 109, 110, and 112. I believe that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, does that six pick? Yeah. So I wanted to get another one of those top four um, to get into my tier there. So I saw Luke had the 103, and I traded him the 107, the 202, and the 208. Absolutely. Um, and for me personally, uh, real quick, on my end of it, basically, I got the 103. I earned the 103, which basically my team was crap. And so I thought that I would try to just collect some more capital because in this draft, I, at that point, only had a first and a fourth. And then I wanted to get yeah. some more uh, more capital. So you ended up trading away your high first for a mid first, a high second, a late second, and then you kept your fourth. Correct. Yeah. And I actually got a second. Um, I got a second um, uh, fourth from somewhere, but I don't remember what I gave up for it because this was a while ago. Then I ended up trading the 109 and something else, I think the 211 and 212, something like that, for, hmm. oh, yeah, it was the 109, the 201. Seven and the three hundred one for I have a lot of picks, guys. Um, for the one hundred two, so I ended up with the one hundred one, one hundred two. No, I traded away the one hundred four. It was the one hundred four for mm-hmm. one hundred four and three hundred one for the one hundred two. Uh, I ended up with the one hundred one, one hundred two, and one hundred three. Yeah, and then you're bearing um, the lead because you also uh, made some movement on one hundred one. Yeah, so then I traded got an offer for the 101, figured out what the guy wanted, um, because that's key. Don't trade the 101 unless you know what that guy wants. Um, and right. and <laughs> that is across the board. And if he's not telling you, if you don't get that thing written in blood, don't trade. Yep. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's right. So I found out what he what he wanted. It wasn't my guy. Um, mm-hmm. So I traded out of the. Uh, I traded the 101 away for three 2018 firsts. That's Which beautiful. Is. So now, so now you have three awesome. 2018 firsts in a draft that's got potentially more high-end talent than what we're seeing this year. Yeah. So, so I'm now at five 2018 firsts, if you include my. Right. Yep. All right, and so just real quick, also scoring wise, it's a PPR league. There's no ADP, there's no Debbie, there's um, uh, it's a 
Is it Superflex. a um, Superflex? So basically, yeah, I can't remember if it was a two QB or Superflex, but so you know you have the option. Yeah, it's a uh, but I'm pretty sure scoring is correct across the board because this is ESPN, not NFL, and you can't have tight end premium leagues. As far as uh, exactly. that's set up. So let's start with the draft. Uh, number one went to Caleb. He took Christian McCaffrey with that pick. Yeah, and I knew he wanted McCaffrey. Um, uh, you know, Caleb's an honorable guy, so he, I knew mm-hmm. he was going to take who he said he wanted. Um, right. I was relieved about that. Um, and that's one of the things is if your league mate screws you over when they say they're going to take one guy and they take another, never trade with them again. Mm-hmm. I will tell you right um, now, if I had made that deal, I totally would have gone 40 Davis on you, just let you know. I know, but that's why we would never <laughs> trade again. Um, that's a betrayal of trust. <laughs> so um, he ended up taking Christian McCaffrey, and I was, you know, I, I, that that is his guy, so I can't knock it. It's not my guy, right. um, and it doesn't follow the ADP. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, that's his guy, and that could very well work out for him. So I can't really knock that too badly. Right? No, absolutely. And then after that, uh, running through, uh, why don't you announce the next two picks because you kept them and you took players. Yeah, um, I ended up taking one of two, uh, mm-hmm. Corey Davis, and at one of three, I took Joe Mixon. Uh, yep. The reason and I, I, I like that was because I'm, I, I made a deal with the guy who traded me the one of two that at one of four, he would either get McCaffrey or Fournette. And since McCaffrey mm-hmm. went one of one, he had to get Fournette. Otherwise, I would be going back on my word. So, right. But I think it was also a good call. You know, I mean, I know that Fournette, the, uh, the guy down there and they took him really, really high and so that means that he's gonna see all the touches. Uh but not necessarily you know, the the touch it doesn't matter how many touches you get him if he only gets one yard per touch. Right. And so I mean for me honestly, one he's gonna be running out of the shotgun a lot more. He wasn't Dewey met down in LSU. So there's a lot of different things out there that you hear that just kinda like chip away at this this amazing decision. You know, Corey Davis, that's textbook, okay? Joe Mixon, uh, he should be going top four. For me, he's number three, uh, only behind... So I got him right on the money. Uh, yeah, so only behind Davis and Fournette. I understand your situation with the Fournette thing, so I completely get that. Mixon was the right call there. Uh, Fournette goes yeah. fourth. Mike Williams goes fifth. Uh, now, granted, that was early for me. this draft happened, uh, I want to say, like, May 8th, May 9th. So, I mean, we're just yeah. a week, week and a half out of the draft. And people are still talking about how high he went. Uh, then, uh, not much of a shocker because it was a super flex, but all of a sudden, Deshaun Watson goes. And I was happy to see that. At 106, I was happy to see it personally because, you know, even though my team is crap, I still have Rodgers and Wilson. So, yeah, I have two top three, top four uh, quarterbacks, depending on how you look at Wilson. So for me, I wanted him to go because then at 107, I got Del Cook, who in a exactly. normal draft Which was a is the 105 steal. for me. Yeah, for me, yeah. I, I look at it as a steal. Um, and then following that to finish out the uh, – oh, well, we have a couple more picks coming from you up ahead. So 108 went uh, Patrick Mahomes. And then you had 9 and 10 consecutively. Oh, man, who did I take with those? Uh, at 109, you took Juju Smith-Schuster out of Pittsburgh. Which, yeah. Oh, which, I mean, I, I'm totally fine with uh, because I'm I, looking I, at I think that, that is that is on the money for Juju for me. 
I, I have no problem with Juju going that high. I have seen him go lower uh, because, in all honesty, if you're in a straight draft where tight end premium does not exist, uh, this is a spot where a lot of people say that, you know, they're grabbing tight ends. In a couple yeah. of leagues, I had to do that out of necessity because I mm-hmm. was stacked everywhere else and I needed to get guys that would eventually play. But only that situation really allows for that. Otherwise, you need to grab, you know, your tight end shouldn't go until the beginning of the second round, the middle of the second round. Um, exactly. And so looking at this right here, Schuster is an excellent call. You know, it's, he's in that same boat for me is uh, John Ross, uh, Alvin Kamara, you know, all of those guys, uh, even even Kareem Hunter, Samaja Piran, all of those guys are all in kind of like in a cluster for me. So I was totally fine with it. And I ended up, you know, I have a younger team, so I can wait on Juju. Right, absolutely. You know, you're still waiting to find out what's going to happen with Martavius Bryant. You know, even though he's back and he's in and everything, he's conditionally back in, you know, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, it, but uh, speaking of the 110, though, after that, you did go with Samaj P. Ryan, which I feel is a perfect place for him, especially in a league where you need to have running backs that are going to be carrying the first two downs and not just, you know, being eased in on third downs. So he was the right. good call there. Um do you want to say anything about Pirine? I know you went to your team. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a Washington guy. I got a lot of Pirine shares in this draft, mm-hmm. um, and they're usually right around the spot. I wanted to make sure I got them because, you know, because I I, I actually really enjoy this league. Um, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's a free league, I really enjoy it. So I want to make sure that I'm getting my guys in this draft. Mm-hmm. No, I think so, I think that's, that's definitely a good call. Okay, uh, then Zay Jones went uh, at one eleven. And then yeah. you finished up the round with your fifth pick in the first round. Yeah, I had six picks in that first round, despite trading away two of them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, despite despite gaining, uh, you went with um, uh, with Alvin Kamara. I mean, you also did yeah. despite gaining three 2018 first. So I, I think you had a good day. <laughs> yeah, I think I had a great day. I came out with uh, a total of nine. Tw- I came into the draft with six 2017 first, mm-hmm. and I left. With six twenty seventeen first and three twenty eighteen first, so yeah, so it, I think it, it was a good day. Yeah, um, going into so the uh, tomorrow, the reason I took out yeah. tomorrow is because Ingram's on the way out. Adrian Peterson's going to die in the vine, um, uh-huh. and I got the young team, so I can wait for tomorrow to step up. Mm-hmm. Nope, absolutely. Cool. I I think that that's a clean cut. You know, I, I'm hearing some good things about AP out of OTAs, but you know. <laughs> It's OTA. So I'll believe it. I'll, I'll believe it when uh when, when it's real games. Uh, two oh one starts off. Cream Hunt. I was sniped. I'm not gonna lie. I was looking at two oh two, thinking, man, I'm gonna get me some Cream Hunt because yep, at that at that value, it just would have been beautiful. Uh, but I was sniped two oh one. Justin got him. So I basically was looking at uh, taking a tight end or a or, or a quarterback. And so I took uh, took O.J. Howard, 202. So he may have been just a touch early, but if you look at ADP, even, you know, in normal drafts, his ADP is the 107. So that 202, I'm very happy to be the first guy, you know, taking a uh, taking a tight end. Cool. And who who were the next few picks? Uh, next, Don took John Ross at 203. Uh, David Njoku went to Jason at 204. Evan Ingram went to Don at 205. Um, 
Trubisky went to uh, Dave, who also took Watson, and he was reloading basically because the team that he took over had older uh, older quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, Kaiser also went to Jason, so J- Jason decided in the second round it was time to go Cleveland or bust. <laughs> yeah, he he took all the Cleveland. Yeah, and then uh, basically from then on out, you and I owned the uh, second round at two oh eight. I took Curtis Samuel, who is currently slated to be the starting um, uh, uh, slot receiver out in Carolina. Um, we'll yeah. see what happens, but that's it. So to finalize our trade that we made at the beginning, I gave you the 103, which gave you Joe Mixon. And in return, I got Dalvin Cook, O.J. Howard, and Curtis Samuel. Which is amazing. So that worked out for that, both it, of us. Well, it worked out great for both of us. I mean, basically, when I when we made that trade, I had no idea how the cards were going to fall. So, yeah. you know, it worked out really well. And then after I took Curtis Samuel, who I'm you know happy that I got, 209, uh, you took Deontay Foreman. Yeah, I was thrilled to get Deontay Foreman. Um, I think he's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I still do. I, I, well, like, I haven't heard I, anything about him that lately. Well, I mean, he's basically right now he's just backing up uh, Miller, you know, but at the same yeah. time, uh, where you got him at is good value. You know, it's a good placement for him. And in all honesty, he, he's not going to do much his first year because he's not going to have to. He's a big guy. He comes back fast. to that, I can wait on people. Exactly. And what's funny is you have three picks in a row here, and that mentality works for all three of them, okay? Uh, 209, you took Foreman. 210, you took Adam Shaheen as the, yeah. as the fourth tight end off the board. He's Obviously, a physical he's freak, and he can never work out, yeah. but he, if he does, he's amazing. Yeah, he yeah he could easily not work out. So I mean we're gonna preface it real quick. He's coming from Ashland, but if he hits, that's what that's like textbook home run play. Okay, because he's yeah. already he's already being given the the Gronk esque uh, comparisons as far as like size yeah. and everything. So so you, that's good there. He may not do it his first year, and you know it depends on how his blocking comes along because he's not a very good blocker. But they also have Deion Sims there. And oh man, who uh, Miller? Uh, Zach Miller is also still there, and exactly. you know, but he's he's pretty old. Uh, so then you're looking at the third pick, the two eleven. You took Marlon Mack, you know. Yeah, and the reason I took Marlon Mack is because Frank Gore is also going to fall apart at some point. He is he has been mm-hmm. a trusty seed in many of my leagues, but uh, I need to back him up. Yep. No, absolutely. And in all honesty, I, I do not believe. You know, we, have, we also forgot to mention in news and notes that. Uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Christine, Christine Michael. <laughs> is oh yeah, I got signed well. by Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm not worried. That, no, I'm, well, I'm not either. File that under pointless news. But that's what happened. And then uh, to finish out the round, Justin took Chris Godwin. Man, Justin had a really good draft. I'm not going to lie because I mean. Uh, like I said earlier, I've had 20 drafts. I have now officially got Godwin in eight of them. He is my number one get. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good. He's, and and good. the news on OTAs is really good on him, too. Yeah, yeah, he, he is making the catches and everything. But, I mean, you know, if you looked at, like, Rotoviz, um, they said there that I'm basically it was him and Corey Davis for, like, metrics and production with all their uh, – their apps and whatnot. So I was very pleased to get him when I did. Um, 
It's right here in third round. You had Jamal Williams go to Justin, uh, James Conner, Joe Williams, Darius Stewart, uh, Carlos Henderson finally went at 305. Great value. He's usually at 21 overall, which is like end of the second. He went 305 to Don. Uh, Jeremy McNichols. I'll tell you, uh, this, this is this is the interesting murderer's row of of hidden value in this draft. Oh, yes, this is when you when you were collecting picks and everything, and you wanted seconds and everything. Getting thirds was also good at this point because you have Carlos Henderson going here, you have Jeremy McNichols going here, Wayne Gallman, who could see more playing time than you would expect because there's Paul Perkins and Shane Marine there in the, in New York. That's it. Um, yeah. Cooper Cup went to the two as a 308. Jake Butt, ACL tear. Jake Butt went 309 to Johnny. Uh, great move here by Justin again. Taewon Taylor, wide receiver out of Tennessee, yeah. who's showing really well right now in OTAs. Um, Jason went Johnny Smith, so apparently he was wanting more than one tight end. Uh, yeah. K- Kenny Galladay who's getting some great buzz out of OTAs up in Detroit as a wide receiver, uh, basically yeah. starting at wide receiver three. So great value at 312. And then you start in the fourth round, and this is when... And this is where I was trying to trade back in. Yep, yep, you were trying to get back in. And uh, uh, C.J. Bethard went, or Bethard for San Francisco, he went off the board here to Johnny. Um and then Aaron Jones ended up going to Justin, and I was really worried because I had two picks in a row right after Justin again, and yeah. he's just been sniping me all draft. And he went Aaron Jones, which I like Aaron Jones, but I don't need Aaron Jones. And so, but I, I did really want still the better one. I, I think so too. I think that Aaron Jones. Um, I think Aaron has Jones more upside. Well, I think <laughs> yeah. he has more. I think he has more upside. Uh, I think Aaron Jones has more upside. I just think that his opportunity and ability to reach that upside is about maybe five percent, where yeah. Jamal Williams you're looking at you know twenty to thirty percent. So it's you it's better floor, better odds with Jamal Williams. Uh, but I ended up going back to back here at the four hundred three and four hundred four, and I went Josh Reynolds, who for me nice. was going to be the X receiver out uh, to Goff. So, I mean, that's the caveat. He's going to be goth. But uh, the other guy out there is Cooper Cup. But Cooper Cup is basically Robert Woods. You know, so he's not going to have the opportunity to sit there and get as many catches, although you do hear these stories right now of Cup and Goff sharing a room and everything. Cup's learning the playbook. So, I mean, we'll see. But I want Josh Reynolds because of that. And then I also double-dipped at tight end. And I took my tight end number four and Gerald Everett, because I think, really do believe that the Rams are going to use him a lot like Jordan Reed. It's funny because I remember thinking that when I saw um, uh, when I saw him play a little bit and his size and everything, and then that was the narrative that started to come out of the fantasy community, right. and I was like, oh, maybe I'm starting to understand this film watching. Because <laughs> you're taking, and this is a good segue to say you're taking scouting classes, so. Yep, um, yep, yep. It's good stuff. So, uh, but yeah, so and then who? So we're at the four hundred four there, right? So who is that? Four hundred five. Uh, yeah. Danell Pumphrey went four hundred five to Don. Uh, who's honestly he's going to be basically the heir apparent to um. Uh, uh, man, mine's blinking. The uh, the really old guy down in uh in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Moving on. <laughs> it really yeah. Is. Yeah. 
Uh, D.D. Westbrook went next, Ryan Switzer, and then Keandra, Andre over there, threw out a good – Darren Sproles, by the way, finally clicked. Um, uh, Andre had a really good pick that I had never heard of before. Uh, Matthew, uh, I think it's pronounced Breda, who was a running back that was picked up by San Francisco. Uh, he was taken really late. Um, and I sat there. Uh, and I, I, I know you got a message too about adding him because he was added yep. before I had a chance to get to it. Um, but all of a sudden he's like, Hey, can you add my, my one pick of the draft finally, uh, showed up. And, so I got well. it. and uh, if Joe Williams does not work out, I mean, this guy, you know, I, I know that I was into a couple of pods. People are talking this guy up as a deep, deep sleeper. So any, any chance like say, yeah. Like, for example, I had Dennis Pitta in a few leagues. I went out and I grabbed this guy in his place. You know, San Francisco running back, Matt. Breda, I don't know what's going to happen with him, but I do know that I like what I'm seeing and like what I'm hearing. Yeah. Now, following that, you had two picks in a row. Right. And they were, what were they again? Uh, 409 and 410. They were your Vatek boys. Oh, yeah. And you know, Isaiah Ford <laughs> and Bucky Hodges. And I'm happy with that. Yes, sir. Ford yes, is sir. buried, so he's, he's just going to sit on my bench unless yep. he does something amazing. But Bucky Hodges is going to be a beast. Um, yeah, yeah. All you need is get past Rudolph. All exactly. Or which isn't hard because Rudolph is literally a house of cards. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I, I did I did hear uh, at one point that there's still the narrative out there that he could go wide receiver over tight end. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to actually happen. I mean, I hope it. I hope it doesn't. You know, um, but it's, just, it's funny that it's sticking this long because Ingram had that same exact uh, thing, um, mm-hmm. but only I've only heard that in a few places now where people are actually projecting Ingram to take over for Brandon Marshall when he leaves, which I think is kind yeah. of interesting. But they're I, I would imagine they're going to use him as a straight line tight end. Exactly. Uh, but Ford, you're right. You know, he's he's buried. I I think that this spells potentially uh, the out move on Carew, uh, mm-hmm. which you know, which is a shame because they traded up to get you Carew heavily. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I did, but I think he can go somewhere and still do it. That's the nice thing about you know, I mean, I'm not the kind of person that jumps like, for example, when Macklin was booted, I wasn't like, oh man, there goes all my Macklin shares. I was like, heck yeah. What better quarterback is he gonna go to? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so no, so let's, let's let's get these next two picks in, and then yeah. like I said before, I'm at the Shakespeare Festival, and these guys are about to clap. All right, cool. So the last two, Rodolfo had the last two picks. He went Chad Williams, who is potentially a, a, a great steal of Arizona wide receiver, especially with the news of um, uh, John Brown looking down good. with a hamstring injury. And then the last pick was Chad Kelly, complete, you know, uh, shot in the Rando. dark. But, you know, we'll see. I think I think it was a good exactly. pick. Um, I think that, especially in a, in a super flex league, I, it's good to have. I have, a, like, about five or six years of them, honestly, in deeper leagues. Cool. All right, but, well, that's, uh, that's going to that, – that was a great draft. I really enjoyed mine. Um, if you have any questions about it, ping us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Luke on Twitter. He is at intentional underscore G, and I am at groundingff. You can email us with any questions, intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. What's that, Luke? Intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. And I'm looking forward to speaking to all of you, and I uh, hope you enjoy yep. this podcast. And uh, I'm Noah Downs, and he is Luke Bissett.
and we'll talk to you soon, guys. Take it easy.